Hi, everybody. I'm Gus Johnson along with the governor. He says he got all his jeans from his mom. From his mom. A lot of nylon. A lot of excitement in the air. Yes. And we're ready for college basketball. College basketball. Oh, oh. Gus. Oh, he's got onions. Gus. He's got onions. Right, Big East Barroom fans, we are lucky enough to be joined by a Providence Friar coming off one of his best games of the year and maybe Providence's best game of the year. Ticket Gaines is joining us in the barroom. How are you, Ticket? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing good. How you doing? We're doing all right. You know, after after watching you guys play this week, we're doing a little better. You give us some Big East basketball to talk about. Yeah, for sure. You guys must be riding a high right now, huh? Not for sure. That was that was a great win for 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 not only this team but uh, the program uh, as a whole. Well, we're really excited to have you on. We really appreciate you making time for us. And um, you know, you're new to the Big East, so we want to take some time, look at some of your background, you know, and uh, ask you some questions about where you came from, how you got to this point, and then we'll get into some of the stuff that happened this week. Questions specific to that game, if that works for you. Yeah, that's fine with me. All right. So, go ahead. Ted. Take it. You grow up in Buffalo, New York, and you end up at Virginia for a prep school. How did that happen? I'm always curious because most of us don't end up going to a prep school or anything like that. So I always want to ask that question. Uh, yeah. So uh, out of high school, uh, around my like my sophomore year of high school or something like that, and uh, I decided that I wanted to to reclass. So uh, I was originally 2018 uh, graduated from high school, but reclassed into 2019. Um, and a lot of my offers were were, were for 2019. Um, after I said I was going to reclass, and that's when a lot of uh, a lot of my offers came in for that that year following my graduation year. So uh, I was just looking for a school to go to, and uh, uh, Hargrave Military Academy uh, became an option. Uh, and I mean, at first, at first I didn't want to do it. I heard it was a military school, so and I was never used to anything like that. So I'm like, nah, I'm trying to find somewhere else, but. Um, in the end, I, I decided to go on, and I feel like it was one of the best decisions I made uh, for me personally, uh, aside from basketball. Uh, just a lot of things that I learned there off the court uh, really helped me uh, as I was growing up, uh, being, on, being on my own for the first time, uh, fresh out of high school and things like that. Tigger, looking into your high school career, I'm reading you had 22 double-doubles, four triple-doubles, and three quadruple-doubles. How you go about <laughs> getting a quadruple-double? I never heard of that before. Uh, well, high school, I kind of played the whole game. <laughs> so, uh, so the opportunity was there for me, but, uh, just, um, I think I was very dominant in high school, especially in my league and things like that. And, uh, just being, being everywhere on the court, uh, one of the players that do it all. I, I played the one through the five for my high school. Um, so I really, I was really just being a, a positionless player. I uh, really allowed me to get those stats. Uh, I'm getting the rebound, pushing it coast to coast, and then I'm getting assists. And then we were, we were pressing high school. We pressed a lot, and I was, like, at the, the head of the press. So I uh, got a lot of steals uh, during that. But uh, just being a player that could do it all on the floor in high school was uh, how, I, how I obtained those things. So there would be 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 steals? Yeah. I think my I think I had a, a 21, 10, 11, and, like, a 13 game with, like, 13 steals. And, and that's where you get your nickname Ticket from? That That's what I was reading? Or did that come somewhere else? Uh, so I got the name Ticket when I was nine, actually. Oh, really? um, 
I went, yeah, it was my first one, one of my first AAU tournaments. I didn't know AAU was. I got with this AAU team. Uh, went on went on a trip with them for the first weekend, and uh, and one of the older players were in. The, I was in the car on the way home, and it was like, uh, like when you get to the NBA, we need some tickets to the games, and like another person like, oh, that's your name, ticket. So ticket been with me since I was nine, but they start calling me like the big ticket when, when I when I started to grow into the player I am. Uh, and those quadruple doubles led to an offer from Tennessee. Um, for your freshman year, what was it like getting recruited to Tennessee? How'd you make that decision, and and what did you think playing in the SEC? Uh, so yeah, going into when I was in high school, uh, I got invited to a, a Tennessee basketball camp, uh, one of the elite camps where I players come in individually, play against each other, things like that. Go through a a full a full day, a full camp of uh, uh, th with Tennessee uh, at the school in the gym, and uh, after I played really well, after and I, I ended up getting an offer. From the coach, uh, Coach Nair, Coach Barnes, uh, at the time, um, I think it was a no-brainer. Uh, a lot of my offers were were smaller schools, um, but I was appreciative because uh, that I was getting recruited by smaller schools for a while, and then when Tennessee came along, I kind of just felt like it was a no-brainer to uh, have that opportunity, especially where I'm from. Uh, during my era of uh, basketball in Buffalo, it wasn't many people getting Division One scholarships, and uh, let alone be Tennessee at that time so I was very appreciative and my family I taught my family for a while and we just thought it was a no-brainer just to take advantage of that opportunity and uh just going to SEC it was it was it was a big it was a big difference uh from from high school and prep prep school uh because everyone's just as athletic uh everyone's as fast uh can shoot the ball just as well as you can things like that so it took some time to get learned adjusted to uh being on your own uh 10 hours from home and things like that uh but going into my first year playing SEC, I think it really taught me a lot, and it kind of made me the player that I am uh, because I, I went through those uh, trial and tribulations as a freshman, um, going from playing to not playing, then having to play a lot, then may not get in the game. But uh, I think all of that uh, in practice is where I think I've learned the most, uh, playing SEC, playing against those type of players, that players that was older than me, players that was already there, that knew the system that's been a part of SEC basketball for going on three or four years, uh, whether it was junior or seniors. But uh, I think I appreciate my time playing against those type of players. Uh, the league is a tough league. Uh, and when you think about SEC, you think about the, grit, the grittiness of it, the the harshness of it, things like that. And, uh, and all those things are true. So it makes you, it makes you a man. Definitely. It definitely makes you a man. And uh, just playing against those players, like I said, playing against Kentucky, playing against Arkansas, Playing against Missouri, uh, all those times, all those uh, primetime matchups uh, really helped me uh, become the player that I am. And Ticket, you, I was looking at your stat line from Tennessee. You, like, I think you summed it up well. You played a lot, and then you played a little, and then you played a lot, and then you, you kind of were going back and forth. When Kim English takes a job at George Mason, is it a no-brainer that you're going with him? How did that conversation go? Because, you know, you make another decision to follow him eventually to the benefit of the Big East, luckily. <laughs> But how did that first transfer, you know, to George Mason come about? Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, when I first met Coach English, uh, I kind of looked at him as a head coach already. Just the way he uh, carried himself, the way he was, uh, his presence, his presence was, was gave me the presence of a head coach, and I was able to be with him until he in Tennessee. Then when he ended up getting a job, uh, and I we're kind of like he was getting a job, and I was thinking about like a new situation for me uh, going into my uh, junior year. And uh, once I hit the portal, I think it was a no-brainer. I talked I talked to some schools uh, just to hear them out and things like that, and uh, see what I really wanted, what I wanted to look for uh, for my next my next stop. 
And uh, after talking to Coach English, yeah, like you said, I think it was a no-brainer for me uh, having an opportunity to go into a team where everything is kind of new, uh, everything, and it allows me to build myself as a leader, build myself as a, a program builder. Uh, going in there with Coach English, the coach that I'm familiar with, that I had the opportunity to play for for under two years. So I know what he wants from his players, know what he brings to the table. And, uh, yeah, after having that talk, I'm like, uh, this is what I want to do. So I end up committing uh, very quickly, uh, maybe a week or so, to, to Coach English and uh, George Mason. This is your fifth year with English. You probably know him better than anybody else. Um, what is it about him that you just want to keep playing basketball for him? I think, like I said earlier, just his presence. Like, uh, he's he's about the right things. Uh, he, he really cares about his players, really cares about winning, really cares about – uh, not, and stuff off the court. Um, I think that's a big that's a big deal in today's in today's society where uh, players are playing for coaches or something like that, for programs that they don't feel like secure in and things like that. But I think Coach English is, uh, makes the emphasis on caring about his players off the court, and uh, I, I noticed that very early on. Uh, he was my first workout at Tennessee, like our first time at Tennessee. We get workouts. He's my first workout on the court, and I think since that time, uh, he's like we just built that connection and. Uh, it's just, and like I said, all the things he's about, he's about the right things, and I appreciate his his knowledge of the game. Uh, he's he's play he's played where a lot of players want to play. He's played in the NBA, he played high level overseas, things like that. So, uh, why not play for him? You know, like he he what he brings to the table is everything that a, a player would need uh to be successful at the college level, and then uh moving forward uh, when they're done with college, uh, he he's there to help. So. Uh, this has been appreciative of my time and him allowing me to be the player that I can be and uh, be the leader that I can be for the teams that we've been on together. And, uh, yeah. And you have two successful seasons, you know, at George Mason. Um, and then Kim English decides to go to another, you know, opportunity he gets when Providence comes available. Same situation. You're just like, you know, I, you, everything you talk about is presence, you know, are you just like, okay, we're going to the next, you know, challenge together because there's obviously a difference between a 10 basketball and big east basketball oh yeah for sure um so i mean when we got the news like it was kind of like a you know like things spread on twitter fast and things like that without much uh knowledge of it people just tweet things and things like that and i ended up seeing it and uh we kind of let that process uh pass through uh, i had just recommitted to mason for my last year i was kind of undecided if i wanted to just uh leave college basketball and try to go pro and or or stick it out for another year. I ended up deciding to stay in college for another year. And then Coach English gets the Providence job. And uh, I think it's another no-brainer situation, uh, having an opportunity to come to Providence. Like you said, Big East basketball is different than A-10 basketball. Uh, I think looked at it as another opportunity to, to showcase who I am, but also go on that journey with Coach English. Uh, I know he's coming to a new team, a lot of new players. And uh, just knowing that I can be a, that one of them guys who, who brings it all together. Uh, for him, along with the uh, Josh Adoro, Justin Fernandez, play for him. Uh, we all know what he wants. So us having the opportunity to come in and be the connector between a new coaching staff and a, and a new team, uh, things like that. And then we had all summer to, to work out the kinks, uh, work out familiarization with each other, uh, getting to know each other on the court, off the court, hanging out with the team, hanging out as a as a program. But, uh, yeah, I definitely looked at it as another opportunity to uh, – grow into another leadership role in, in a sense, but also uh, looking at Big East basketball uh, being one of the uh, best conferences in the country, uh, being able to get on that stage and play against this talent that we play in night in, night out. 
uh, I think it was a no-brainer uh, for myself and uh, also for my teammates uh, being able to play at this stage. Hey, how familiar were you with uh, Providence basketball and this rabid Providence fan base playing at the Amp when you got there? And what, what were the first things you were hearing about? Were players telling you, like, like this is crazy? So, so initially, I'll be honest, I, I didn't know much about Providence. Uh, I mean, I knew I knew what Providence was. I knew it was in the Big East and things like that. I knew uh, Coach Barnes coached there uh, in the 90s, maybe, um, something like that. But uh, when I when I got to campus, uh, all anytime I met somebody, all they talked about was playing at the dump, which is the amp now. But uh, that's all they talked about. Every time I met someone on my visit, they were talking about the, the arena – uh, every single time, uh, and I and I finally got to see it for myself on the first night uh, against Columbia. Uh, we had a pretty great crowd, um, and kind of just it kind of came full circle because we spent since June uh, hearing people talk about it, um, and then finally getting to practice in it for a while, and then finally playing that game, uh, that first game in there, and just kind of brought it all together for me. But uh, before before I, I've seen videos. I uh, once I once I knew I was coming to Providence, kind of did a little bit of research and. Uh, I think it was a game against either UConn or Marquette. It was a pink out game um, two years ago, maybe, or last year. I watched that game on YouTube. And, uh, I mean, by the video, you can just tell by that the atmosphere is crazy, but you, you really don't get a feel for it until you're there. And uh, I think Mark, the Marquette game the other night really showed how, how crazy it can get in there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the they talk about the dunk in terms of, you know, the loudest arenas in college basketball. So it's awesome, you know, that you guys got to experience that ticket. You start this year. Um, and I don't want to bring up anything negative. So the next thing is positive, but you start three of 20 from three. I don't know if you're aware you're 16 for your last 37 from three, you're almost shooting 50% from three. How do you break out of a shooting slump like that? I mean, you're starting with a new team. I'm sure you wanted to start, you know, with an absolute bang. How do you break out of that slump? Do you ever lose confidence in yourself? I'm sure the answer is no. Um, but I, you know, how did you break out of that? Uh, I, re I really don't really get into the the mindset of being have been in a slump. Uh, kind of just I'm missing shots right now. You know, just like, um, like you really don't know yourself until you get into those pockets. Uh, where where you are three for twenty. Uh, I was aware of it, but uh, I didn't it didn't let it bother me. Uh, because I knew shots would fall. And I know all uh, the work that I put in uh, inside the gym, uh, night in and night out, uh, shoot thousands of shots a week. And um, it was never a time where I felt like, all right, this ain't working. Like, I need to stop shooting, things like that. But I knew it was an opportunity for me to, to get better. Uh, kind of looking at the film, seeing where where some of the things are going wrong. Because I, I got a lot of open shots and I, they weren't falling. So I kind of got broke it down through film, uh, try to get the mechanics down, see what's gone wrong. Uh, was it footwork? Was it my release point? Was I hesitating? Things like that. And uh, so our coaching staff does a, did a good job with me as far as breaking down that film and uh, just just taking the right shot. I think it goes to taking taking the great shots, uh, not rushing yourself, things like that, uh, letting the game come to you. And I think I think a few of those throughout that three for twenty was were rushed. Uh, or I had more time than I thought, or I tried to get it off quick, uh, where I couldn't just took my time and make that shot. Uh, but as far as the shooting slump go, I wasn't worried about it because I know how well I can shoot the ball um, individually. And I know that my teammates uh, weren't going to stop passing me the ball because of that. And so uh, just being ready when, when the ball comes to me um, was my main focus uh, moving forward after that after that start. And I knew that I'd make shots because I, I, I shoot every day and I work on my game every day. So uh, confidence was never the problem. It was just a matter of when they were going to start falling. And uh, going seven for 10 
from three against Wagner isn't a bad way to break out of a slump. Huh? <laughs> Not um, for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. That'll lead us right into our talk for this week. Your big win against Marquette. Biggie's fans stick around to hear Ticket Gaines' thoughts on their big win. We want to give a little shout out to our favorite sponsor and the sponsor of the episode, Diamore Designs. Diamore Designs is a family-run company that creates apparel, custom apparel for all of your needs. Um, they kind of got their start making apparel for rec sports teams and you know softball teams, intramural teams. Um, but now they really do it for anything that you could need. So if you want any custom apparel, go to Diamore Designs. Tyler, you got the website? Yeah, diamoredesigns.com. Um, uh, square dot site. If you just Google D more designs, gonna come up. Um, help them out. They're really helping us out, getting us to do a few cool things. Help them out. Look cool while doing it. All right, we are again joined by Ticket Gains, coming off a heck of a win, probably one of the best wins in the Big East this season. As the Big East begins to cannibalize itself, um, you guys. Face Marquette at home, at the dunk, out of the amp, or whatever we're calling it. And, I mean, you've thoroughly beat them. I mean, I want to just talk about you go into that game and Marquette is favored. Do you guys look at that? Do you take it personally, or do you just want to, you know, come out there and you stick to your game plan? Uh, definitely stick to our game plan. Uh, to be honest, uh, we, we, we don't really look at the who's favored, who's percentage to win, things like that. Uh, we kind of have the same process for each game. Uh, we have game goals before each game, and uh, those doesn't those don't change for no matter who the opponent we play. And uh, we feel like those are the things that we need to accomplish to win to win games like that. And uh, but we knew they were number six in the country. It's a big it's a big hype around the game. First first Big East uh, conference game uh, of the season for us, and uh, uh, it means a lot to uh, to have that first game at home uh, going out. At the like four minute mark before the game, seeing the crowd, uh, seeing the energy in the room in the, in the in the arena before the game even starts, uh, really helped us, really motivate us because uh, uh, the amp is a is a great place to play, and then for people coming in, it's a tough place to play. Um, so I was we was very appreciative of the people who came and brought the energy. But uh, playing against Marquette, getting that first game uh, against a team of that stature, of that of that. Uh, being ranked uh, top ten uh, really helped us uh, get get motivated and uh, get ready for the game. Uh, but far as the other things, we didn't pay attention to the outside noise. But we knew we knew what type of game it was going to be. Can you give us some uh, quick notes on what the conversations around this Marquette team were like going up into this game? What were the focuses? Uh, we knew they were, we knew they're a tough team. Uh, we knew we, I've I've seen a couple of Marquette games before playing them. Uh, we knew we were gonna come in. We we're going to be tough. Kyle uh, Collab is going to make plays. Cam Jones, uh, those guys are, are are their leaders on that on that on that side. Uh, with Marquette, uh, we knew if we we limited them uh, to what we wanted them to do, uh, we had we had a great shot at winning. Uh, and that's just goes to Coach English preaching the process. Uh, we go through a process. Um, for 40 minutes, uh, try to stack possessions at a time. Uh, we work on getting uh, multiple stops, and that we want that to be our driving force of our team uh, on the defensive end. Uh, I think we did a great job to start. We started off a little sluggish. I think we started off 9-4 to four by the first media, and uh, we kind of just sat down and looked at each other and said, let's settle in. Uh, we missed some easy shots. Uh, I missed two shots in a row that I thought should have went down. Um, but we were down five at the first media, and uh, – no, no one, no one, no one was, no one was shook. No one was like rattled. 
Uh, we just had to settle in, kind of look at each other, say, all right, let's go, let's get it going, let's keep guarding. Um, and but defense was our driving force. We knew we had to, we had a tough opponent coming in. Uh, they weren't going to back down. And uh, if we could limit Cam Jones, Ty Kolak, uh, and have them play on our terms, uh, like we want any any team's best player to do, uh, make shots on our terms. Uh, uh, we knew we'd have a chance. And speaking of your defensive effort, and you just talked about Tyler Kolick a little bit, how impressed are you with Devin Carter's defense on Tyler Kolick that game, his offensive game's taking a step forward? This seemed like a Devin Carter, you guys have seen it, but like a coming out party to everybody else. So like this guy is going to be in contention for Big East Player of the Year, it looks like. Oh, uh, yeah, Devin, Devin brings a, a multiple things to our team. Uh, and it's things that you that you don't get from from just out of the ordinary. Uh, I think he's worked on his game a lot. Uh, I've seen a couple games with him last year, things like that. He averaged 13 points. But uh, just seeing him, when I when I got to Providence, uh, I knew he was going to be a great impact player for us. And uh, I I remember one practice, I was just watching him guard from a full court, and I just kind of looked at someone like, like, wow. Like, he's, like, flying. Like, he's, like, he moves so fast. And uh, and I think that's why we work so well defensively because uh, we have a lot of guys that's versatile uh, that could do a lot of things on the floor. And uh, just being on the floor with him, I feel I feel a lot confident in my defense, uh, being able to switch and uh, play on perimeter and things like that, uh, because the grit that he brings to our team. And uh, and he's definitely definitely the heart and soul of our defense. Uh, he's he's guarding one through four, sometimes one through five. And uh, offensively, like you say, he's getting it going. He he's very confident. Um, I see him every day. He's he's worked on his game every day. So it's no surprise to me, uh, like you said, to his success he's having on the offensive end because of the work that he puts in. Uh, but defensively, he's always going to be that guy who, who's going to – he wants to guard the best player. He's going to guard the best player uh, along with myself, uh, switching on and off if we have to, things like that. But watching him guard uh, is a thing of beauty because the way he guards, uh, he's so fast. He's, he could do it in a lot of different ways. He could use strength. He could use speed, athleticism. Uh, he jumps out the gym, so – I think a lot of things that he brings to our team uh, is not going for granted. We notice it, and uh, we appreciate having having him on our side uh, rather than having him on the opposing side. Tiggy, you talked about his defensive versatility. How about your defensive versatility? When Carter goes out, you're the guy that's taking Tyler Kolick, and then I'm seeing possessions where you're guarding the five. Um, what were those conversations like going into the game, and have you played the five before? Uh. So me personally, uh, I I feel I can guard a one through five, and I, I have played the five in a uh, a lot of times. I had George Mason, um, most notable. I, I think I played I played the five at Can. We played at Kansas in twenty two seasons ago. Uh, so I was guarding McCormack and Willie Lightfoot and things like that. And played Nevada. I guard the five. Played South Dakota State. Things like that. So where where I get my defensive presence from is just. When I first got to college, it was something I needed. I, I was looking for something to get me on the floor. And I always guarded. I was guarding in high school, but uh, high school and college is two different things. Uh, and uh kind of looked for my niche on that Tennessee team that I was on. Uh, and I think defense was, was what uh, I went with. Um, so just watching film of defensive players and just watching how I defended um, was something that I just took heed of and uh, learned uh, throughout my years of college. And uh it kind of made me a more versatile defender, having those reps, play, uh, guarding a point guard, guarding a shooting guard, might guard a bigger wing, then I got to go guard a 6'10", 2", whatever. Like, so things like that. Uh, being Getting those reps uh, in practice, but also uh, Coach Ingles trusting me to get those reps in the game uh, really helped me become a, a versatile defender. And uh, 
always been a perimeter defender, but I'm just saying getting those reps as, as a big, as a five, as a four, uh, really helps me. And uh, like I said, uh, my teammates give me confidence. Uh, the way our defense set up, we help each other out. Uh, but we like to guard our yard. One on one defense, take pride in that. Uh, I feel like as a team, uh, we got that that mindset to do that. And uh, being on the court with uh, versatile defenders like Corey Floyd, like Jaden Pierre, Bryce Hopkins, Devin Carter. Uh, Josh Rodoro uh, as a unit, we rotating guys. Like you said, Devin goes out, uh, next man up to guard the next best player, uh, things like that. So if it, having those type of guys who wants to guard and who can guard is a luxury for us because uh, like it's not just one person. Like you said, if someone goes out, next man up have to guard that player. And, uh, and we have pride to do it, and uh, we want to do it. So I think that's a big leap uh, for this team, uh, keeping our defense uh, first. And Ticket, it's a testament to that defense that you guys were talked this much and you didn't. We haven't even brought up that you scored 18 points on 5 of 10 shooting from three. I mean, how how much fun was it to play in front of that crowd at the amp, jump, and how much confidence does that give you guys? Because it looks like you guys are playing six on five when you're at the amp. Uh, it definitely gives us confidence. Like I said, it's like one of the best arenas to play in. Uh, definitely coming out and just seeing the energy before the game uh, really gets us pumped and things like that. But – uh. I think I think it's just us sharing the ball, you know. Like once we get once we get flowing offensively, I think we're a hard team to stop because we have so many weapons. Uh, we have guys who can shoot the ball really well on the outside, and if you stay with the shooters, then we have guys like Bryce Hopkins who can get in the lane, Joshua Dorr get in the lane, Devin Carter get in the lane, Gary do all like it's a lot of things that that we can do as a unit that uh, really hurts other teams, and um, I think it's kind of a pick your poison situation where. If you're laying out on the shooters, you're leaving the paint open there. If you're packing the paint, then we have some guys that if they're if they're if they're hitting, then it's gonna be a long night. So I appreciate my teammates for their game for and things like that. Because uh without them, I wouldn't be able to get those shots. Without Bryce driving, without Devin driving, Joshua Duro down low, uh calling so much attention, um, and willing being willing passers to kick out to 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 guys like me who who who's on the perimeter, uh ready to shoot and things like that. But I think our, I think all our game complements each other because it's so much we all can do. Uh, for the versatility of the team and uh, players individually, it would bring it's what brings it all together for us offensively. Uh, we have a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things, and uh, and we put that all together on the court. Uh, match with our our defense, it really it really helps a lot. Ticket, is there one play that stands out to you as a a game shifting play, and would you walk us through it? Um. I've got one picked. If you can't think of one, I want to put you on the spot. Uh, I'll definitely say. Um, I think it was a point in game where I'm. I'm normally pretty good at this, uh, remembering plays, but I think it was 41. I think we're up. I think we're up nine. Uh, Devin Carter came down, hit a three, and um, then Garway had that pass to Bryce, which put the lead at 11 or 12, and I think that was a big moment in the game. Uh, because we went on that 7-0 run. I know Devin hit two threes. And then Garway hit that pat behind the back pass to Bryce, uh, which put us up twelve or thirteen or something like that. And uh, I think that was the where where we really uh, took control of the game, um, things like that. Uh, I don't know if that matched up with your with your say sequence, but well, I, I think that was a big. I was going to give you some credit. How about the play where Carter <laughs> drives the lane, makes a skip pass from under the hoop, and you hit the? Oh yeah, that's, that was a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I think that was a big three too. I think that put twelve. I don't know if they ever got it back to single digits after that. Yeah, I, th I think I think we took control and late in that second half, uh, with the, with our discipline on defense and uh, us sharing the ball on offense. Uh, 
not caring who scored at that moment. Um, just just really piling on, on offensively and then also getting stops. So it was really what helped us. But, yeah, I think that was a big three. I remember that. Drive baseline kick to the corner. All right, ticket. Before we get you out of here, you guys start. You start a Big East play with Marquette. You see Marquette or um, Butler next game, and then I believe you have one more home game. This Big East season is going to be a grind. What's going to make Providence stand out to you know be in in the conversation for that Big East regular season championship at you know when we get to March? Uh, I think it's going to start for us on defensively. Uh, keeping that keeping that defensive edge. Um, I think in the in the, in the in a conference like like the Big East, uh, you got to find find it like so. You got to find ways that that makes you stand out, and uh, you all you're not gonna always make shots. You're not gonna go whatever forty percent from the three point line as a team, whatever. But uh, you always can bring your defense and uh, your rebounding. Uh, I think those are two things that really travel well. Uh, in a, in a, in a conference like this, a tough grind, gritty conference where every game is is going to be a dog fight. Um, who's who's going to break first? And I think I think if we're if we're committed to playing defense and uh, holding teams to the low field goal percentages, uh, we have we have a very good chance of winning a lot of games in this in this league uh, this year. Uh, yeah, I think defense is going to be the biggest the biggest deciding factor of who who wins who wins in conference. Take we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to join us, listeners. Check out Ticket Gains and NIL Pro Shop. To get all his best NL merchandise, it's about to be a great season. You're going to want your Ticket Games merchandise. So go visit that store while you're here. And Ticket, again, thank you for your time. No, I appreciate you for having me.